welcome to Faithful Innovation. I'm Tina Jason. I love learning about the way God's love motivates how people serve the world. Hearing authentic personal stories deepens my understanding of how God transforms regular work and everyday encounters into acts of grace. Join me as I seek out ordinary people in cities, suburbs, small towns, and rural places who are doing extraordinary things. The goal, to inspire a wholesome expression of faith in your life, ministry, or business. Today, I welcome Melody Hester to join us. Melody describes herself as a stumbling Christ follower who loves all things pink and a touch of whimsy. She loves to come alongside people right where they are in life and encourage them through prayer and God's word. Two things she's convinced changes a person from the inside out. Melody and her husband of 25 years were high school sweethearts and live in Reedsville, North Carolina with their two children. Out of her own prayer life, Melody launched a kingdom-minded ministry called Umbrella Prayers. Melody, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. As we get started, would you share your faith background growing up? Yes. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. I um, have a, a mother, who, a godly woman, and a father who knew the Lord and took us to church early on. Um, and so I kind of knew all the, the gospel. I knew the gospel story, but it wasn't until I was in the third grade that I um, heard that, you know, I needed to make a personal decision um, for Christ. And so in the stairwell of my third grade school, my teacher led me to the Lord and she showed me how I could have a personal relationship with Christ. And that's really where my faith began was accepting him into my life and, um, and just falling in love with him, you know, after that. So can you describe the experiences you've had along the way that have shaped you into what you're doing now? Oh, there's a lot, a lot of experiences, really. Um, prayer, uh, I first really um, was forced to pray in a way that was, you know, I think for a long time I, I prayed for my children, I prayed for other people's children, for um, my family. But when we kind of faced, my husband and I faced our first really difficult season in life. Um, we were uh, newly married, had started a church plant, and um, just assumed the next thing to come would be children. And that didn't happen for a long time. And so we struggled with infertility for um, quite a few years. Miscarriage um, went through just kind of the whole nine yards with that. And it really, um, God used that in my life to turn to him in prayer in a way that was different from the other times that I had been praying. So I feel like uh, that was very instrumental. Um, I feel like a prayer group that I've been involved in called Moms in Prayer um, for the last 18 years was highly instrumental in teaching me um, the power of praying God's word. So, and just people that God has put in my life um, have all kind of played into uh, where, you know, just the, the passion that I have for prayer. I came across you on Instagram. I follow a, another group that is a visual prayer Bible journaling type of group. And I don't know if some of the suggestions or however the keywords are that uncovered umbrella prayers. And so could you describe umbrella prayers, how that came to be and, and what exactly it is? Sure. <clears throat> um, 
it, it really started um, when I was, you know, my husband's a pastor, and oftentimes we get to church really early and stay late. And this particular um, day that I think it was like a Wednesday night, we had gotten to church quite early. And I was sitting at a table by myself waiting for people to come. And I just started praying and thinking about all the different situations that were going on in our church at that time. Um, I'm giving you the history. I'm going to define umbrella prayers in just a minute. Um, And I was overwhelmed with the fact that we had quite a few women walking through cancer. We had some um, marriages that were just struggling. We had a lot of heavy, heavy situations um, at that time that were all around us and family members and just heavy stuff. And so I started um, just dwelling on that so much so that it, it became um, just discouraging, really. And I felt like in that moment, the Lord was saying, Melody, start with who I am and bring underneath the covering and the protection of who I am the people that you are really stressing over right now and so I don't know why I grabbed it I had a pink construction paper piece of construction paper right there grabbed it had a pencil and I just sketched an umbrella and so inside the umbrella I started writing out names of God that I had just learned in a Bible study by Kay Arthur called the names of God Um, and I also wrote out characteristics and attributes of God that I had learned along the way Um, just through study of scripture and in my mom's in prayer group. And, um, and so I I would write out faithful, I'd write out El Roy, which means God sees Um, Jehovah Jireh, uh, God is our provider. And and I probably had 15 to 20 different attributes and names of God written in this just little pencil drawing on a piece of construction paper. And I just, just started praising God and, and dwelling and lingering in the fact that God is all of those things. He tells me that in scripture. And so it's true. And then I began to up underneath the umbrella of who God is, write out those names that I had kind of started with in the beginning that left me feeling very overwhelmed. And so I started writing out the names of those people and, and kind of in connection with who God is, God is Elroy. So he sees that this woman is fighting for her life and going through cancer treatments. He sees, and he's good and he's sovereign. And so there was a, um, just a peace and a resolve that, that I felt after spending time and dwelling on who God is and then praying for these people underneath um, who he is. And so that really kind of, is where it really started. And um, I folded up that umbrella prayer. I didn't know that's what I called it at the time. That's just what it was, you know, and I stuck it in the back of my Bible and it stayed in my Bible for about a year and a half to two years. But I continued to pray that way in my own personal journal. And um, I just grabbed a sheet of paper, whatever I had, you know, and I, I am a big doodler. I do like to doodle and draw and um, but I'm not necessarily artistic. I just, I, you know, it, I have the attention span of a gnat. So, you know, I just have to kind of do something with my hands. And um, then after about a year and a half of me praying this way individually, <clears throat> I met with my mom's in prayer group. And there's about eight of us in our group. And I was like, I want to show you all something that I've been doing for the last little while. And I don't know if it's just crazy weird, you know, and if it's just meant to be between me and God, or if he wants this, you know, for other people to be invited into this. 
And so they were very supportive and excited. And we had them over into it to my house and we kind of made umbrella prayers together. And, and then it has just kind of spread. As you started to pray in that way, can you describe if there's any shift in how you perceived God, how you were able to relinquish some of those worries to God? Yeah, that's, that's definitely a good way of putting it. And yes, I think my perspective shifted uh, very much so. And <clears throat> we see this in Psalm 77 with, with Asaph. Um, and he, we don't know exactly what his circumstances were, but he says things like, my soul refused to be comforted. Um, he couldn't sleep at night. There's five very descriptive phrases of what, just how he felt. And then later on at the end of Psalm 77, he said, he kind of has this aha moment. And he says, I will remember the right hand of the Lord. And then he lists out like five attributes of God, his holiness, his greatness. Um, he is a miracle worker. Um, and you almost hear in him this sense of relief and, and true resolve, not that his circumstances changed, but when he remembered what God had done in the past and who God is currently and in past and will always be, it brought a, just a resolve and a uh, peace. And so I, I have experienced that myself as well. And I really think, you know, what we take away from that is God is, he, he makes the difference. He really does. And when we can remember, we just, we forget. We're people who forget so easily, you know, and if we can remember and remind ourselves speak the truth over ourselves and if we can be in community with other people who also are um, speaking truth uh, to us based on God's word then it helps us remember how quickly we can forget and move into that place of worry or where we feel concerned that we're so helpless as you talk what is really ringing in my mind is the thought of developing the relationship with God in a way that we begin to see those themes and threads that repeat throughout scripture. Even then, as we look in our current day and say, well, how do those same themes and, and threads repeat today that build trust in the faithfulness of God, <laughs> particularly in the beginning, as you were forming your own practice of, of praying in this way, are there particular people that you might have prayed for that stand out or circumstances and whatever comfortable way you're willing to share that? I understand. Mm -hmm. I always feel like prayer is, you know, it's, it's personal. So yes, yeah. mm -hmm. it is. And yes, um, there was, uh, yeah, there, there've been um, a lot of, a lot of people. And I'll, I'll say this, you know, in one of the workshops, um, that I, I led with umbrella prayers, a, a young woman was, uh, I, I share my, my personal testimony of, of infertility. So when we're looking at Asaph and his soul refused to be comforted, I kind of plug into that point, my own personal testimony um, of just what, what that was like for us, you know, and how hard it was at the end of the workshop, a young woman newly married. Um, I mean, three to four years uh, came up to me and shared with me her struggle with um, infertility. And then they had, you know, had been trying to have a child for a long time and were really, really just discouraged. And, um, and she said, this was just really helpful for me. So we started making umbrella prayers. She made some, I made one for her. I sent it to 
uh, her, her mom and um, just continued to pray in that way for her and encouraged her to just remain faithful and trusting, trusting that the Lord will provide in his perfect way. And um, she, it was exciting to celebrate with her when they became pregnant. She just had her baby um, about, uh, I think he's four or five months old now. And so, you know, you, you hear stories like that, and that's just, that's our God, you know, working and hearing and answering prayers in, in his perfect way. Um, then, you know, on the other hand, I've got a person that I'm praying for, and I'm making an umbrella prayer, um, just different times and different ways. And, you know, I'm still waiting for the Lord to, to work in that way and, um, and to work. He's not answering in the way that I'm really praying specifically, but I'm trusting that God is working. And I just don't, you know, I don't understand it all. And this is where our faith just has to come in. And so, you know, umbrella prayers is not about, it's not a formula and a method that, you know, we can't bind God in any way. I mean, he is just, he's all powerful, but he does tell us to, to let our requests be made known to him. And so, you know, I talk a lot in umbrella prayers about praying specifically, but also um, holding things uh, in a way that, um, you know, while we wait in expectation for God to work, we, we don't want to get to that point where we demand him to work in this way and then get disappointed because he didn't. And I think there's a fine line between really praying and believing and then um, putting a demand on God. And so still praying and that's okay. Um, we just continue to, to be faithful in our prayer. And one of the things that I really like to encourage women in, in an umbrella prayers workshop is to write their prayers and to date them. And this is an important thing for us in being able to remember the right hand of God, because, you know, like we were talking earlier, we are quick to forget. And so if we can write out our prayers and date them and, and be disciplined enough, which this is really hard because I'm like doing good to just get my grocery list down on a piece of paper or a, a journal or a thought, you know, but to go back and look at it, that's like crazy land. But I am really purposing in my heart to do that more, to go back and look and see. And there have been some amazing just discoveries that I have made by going back and looking at the date and things that I was praying for and that God was doing kind of behind the veil that, you know, I never really understood until, you know, I went back. You can kind of connect some dots and trace the fingerprints of God in a way, you know, without sounding like we can figure him out. But, um, and it's beautiful. It's just a really neat thing. So I always encourage women, write out your prayers, date them, and then go back. Even if it's just you know, every six months you go back and look. I love that this came out of your own journey. I really believe that ministry births out of the heart. And, but I, I also recognize that it's so important to have people around us as, as we go forward with whatever is birthing. Who came alongside you along the way and how were they helpful? Um, um, a lot of people, a lot of people. God has just, um, surrounded me with a lot of people that have helped and encouraged. Um, first of all, my husband, and he, you know, he's a pastor. He's very busy. What I respect and appreciate in him so much is that he, he believes, you know, in women's ministry. He, he just does. And while we don't necessarily have like a huge women's ministry, we've never been in a church where there's been like a women's ministry budget, you know, um, and so many churches don't have that. But to have a, a pastor that is supportive of women's ministry and um, 
is huge. And so he's been very supportive, you know, in the big picture of women's ministry, but also in helping me with this. He's, he's a very, he's very creative. And so a lot of the graphic work um, and flyers promotional and just helping me. And he's also like a spiritual advisor for me. And um, we had a great, I told him the other day, I was like, Randy, you're like my graphic designer, my spiritual um encourager and everything like you know he's just so you know he plays such a huge part of support and encouragement um and i appreciate that so much because he um has put a lot of time and and support into this with me but also my mom's in prayer group uh just fellow friends that are prayer warriors that have um just supported and encouraged me along the way. Um, also, the Lord just continues to provide people um, in my path that love umbrella prayers that are, are supporters of it. Um, and it, it's just been neat to see. So I'm one of these people that really, I need people around me. I'm, I'm just the ditzy blonde that really has no idea like what, <laughs> you know, what, what I'm doing. I'm flying by the seat of my pants and I need people and God knows this. And so he has provided just wonderful people to support and come alongside me. And I thank him for that. I see a faithful blonde, not a ditzy blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's both. Yeah, I know. I speak for myself and not other blondes. <laughs> There's always a journey from doing something yourself and seeing, oh, this is value. Then I heard the next step of sharing it with the Moms in Prayer group. What happened along the way that took it from a personal practice to the Moms in Prayer group to now you have what I call a kingdom-minded business huh. of or ministry of, and it's both really because you have products that that you offer for sale, and I hear leading workshops. So what what are the things that have developed, and maybe to give us a sense of perspective too, what year did did you conceive this idea? Did God birth that? The I yeah, it was. It's funny that you're asking me the year because I just recently was tracing it back. I, I was trying to figure out the year that I had done that, the names of God Bible study. And then this kind of followed after that. And so it's been really six years ago was kind of when the idea just first, you know, birthed in my heart and in my mind, I felt like the Lord just really gave that to me, but it wasn't until two years ago, this spring that it kind of went more, you know, brought other people into it. Um, so just about two years really has it um, kind of, had a broader impact. And I guess, you know, the first place was just sharing it with my moms and prayer group and then my church and community. We did a large group event um, and we had about 80 women gather and do an umbrella prayers workshop, which is a two to three hour hands-on interactive workshop. Um, it can be done in a retreat setting or three, you know, kind of uh, every, everything is broken down into 15 minute uh, increments and, and it's very hands-on and so I did a Saturday event and had women in our community and church come um, and we we had a great time and then the Lord just started opening doors I don't know one lady found me online and I did a retreat um, for them at the beach and that was really fun and just a beautiful experience because it was my first time doing it with women that I didn't know you know outside of people who love me no matter if I'm an idiot or not or you know make mistakes that are you know that, you know, you just love your family and, you know, so this, these were new people. And so I didn't know what that was going to be like. And it was really neat. And I think I learned at that time, the Lord keeps teaching me through this while I have developed a curriculum and I have a, 
a method that I try to stick to a framework, I always want the Holy Spirit to trump my plans and to leave that margin in there for him to come in and change things around um, without uh, well, just to do what he wants to do, you know, and so at this particular weekend, he did that, and I had it in my head, because this particular event was Christian women and unchristian women, it was designed to bring your unsafe friends to, and so there's a portion in the workshop where we have a corporate time of prayer, and I thought nobody is going to want to pray out loud, these are women who, you know, they're probably very uncomfortable with prayer, and they're not going to want to do this and so I had it in my head I'm going to present a request that we will all kind of pray around um, but I got there and the Lord just changed that up and those women were so open to prayer I put them on the spot and I'm I'm really sensitive to people who don't like to pray out loud and so I never do that I never do that I, I try I've been over backwards to make women feel comfortable in prayer and that's another piece of this um, that the Lord is using in, in umbrella prayers is women find it less intimidating. But I, so because I'm sensitive to that, I just was shocked when the Holy spirit really led me in this particular conference to just say, who would like to pray about this request? Cause you know, women were asking for prayer and then um, other women were praying for them. And it was just a beautiful thing that I did not expect. And so um that's been a neat thing. So that was one, you know, workshop. And then from that other workshops, you know, people are finding it online, I think, and hearing from other people. And so it's just kind of word of mouth. It's spreading. As you've gotten started on the business side of things, what are some things that, you, that you've had to learn? Well, I'm still learning a, a whole, whole lot. I don't really know what to say because I'm learning so much, really. I don't know what I'm doing and um, I'm learning. I had to, I went to a conference this weekend and um, was selling the work. We have a, an Umbrella Prayers workbook that I sell and it has 30 attributes and characteristics of God with scripture and it kind of has sample Umbrella Prayers and how to make one yourself. And so I, I had those. Well, you know, I had to figure out how to, someone said, well, Melody, you people aren't going to have cash. And I'm like, what do you mean? They can just write a check. And they're like, no, you've got to get the square reader, card reader. Everyone uses a credit card. And I'm like, really? Don't they know about Dave Ramsey? And they're like, come on, you've got to do, you know, you got to be up to date, up with the times. I'm like, okay, fine. So I had to learn that and got to the conference, freaked out because it wasn't pairing. I had no idea what I was doing. You know, it ended it all ended up working out fine. So I've had to just learn basic stuff like that. My website, I have a great web designer, Erica DeWitt, Christian girl. This is another example of how God has brought people alongside me. Web design can be very expensive and she is just been very reasonable and economical and working with and loves the Lord and has helped tremendously. And so she set me up online to be able to, you know, sell the books and um, a leader kit as well. So I'm, I'm still kind of learning just a bunch. I don't know what I don't know, you know, <laughs> I think everything I'm doing, I've learned, you know, just from other people coming alongside me. And that's a comfort to others, too, that you don't need to know everything to start. Take the first step. And I'm always thankful God doesn't show us the whole picture mm. at the first step, because I know I would have just run the other way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. What are some things you're learning about yourself? Oh, I'm learning um, 
that I need people. I need people to encourage and support. I need to learn from people that God puts in my path. I'm learning that I have to constantly fight the flesh and um, pride and arrogance. I have to fight. I do. I have to fight that. And I long to be in that place where I can just stay and always, always say, it is all about God. I know that in my head and in my heart, but sometimes I think I can do things on my own and I don't take the time to slow and depend on him. And it's kind of funny because just the Lord has humorous ways of reminding us that it is all about him. And I was looking at some Instagram stats or something for umbrella prayers, trying to anyways, and it sent a message that said, you can't access this information. It's for the administrator only. I'm like, what do you mean? I am the administrator. I am the creator of this thing. And I got mad. And then I was like, in that instant, it was like God was saying, oh, no, you're not. And this is not about you. It is about me. And stats are irrelevant. Let it alone. And so I've never gone back. I can't tell you one thing about umbrella prayers, Instagram, Facebook, following likes, clicks, nothing. I don't know. I don't know any of it. And and it may be at some point where I need to know that for another purpose or whatever, but I'm just, the Lord just continues to humble me in ways when, when there's a temptation to think that this is my thing. He quickly reminds me, it is not my thing. He is the one who put this inside of me and it is all about him. So I have to fight that. And, and I don't like that about myself, but it's something that trying to to grow in and strive in. Um, I've also learned that I, I can do things that I never thought I could do. Public speaking is terrifying to me, and yet the Lord continues to put me in places of speaking, and I'm in a place now where I actually really enjoy it, and I love it, but I'm learning that the Lord, He just equips us with what He calls us to, and even if we think there's no way I could ever do something like that, can with His help and, and His strength. We're all a work in progress, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> when you were mentioning about the stats and the Lord saying, this isn't yours, it's mine, almost in the same way of the prayers that you're praying, he's saying, you know, these aren't your burdens to carry, they're mm. mine. Mm. And yeah. just a, a resounding good. theme I hear through that. What are you seeing in others that are experiencing this way of praying and maybe even some that you've had longer term touch with what do you see god doing in other people's lives through these this practice of prayer well i think he is helping people kind of break down some walls of just being uncomfortable praying kind of alluded to that earlier i i do think I think women are intimidated by prayer sometimes, and to pray out loud um, or to even just take the time to pray can be very, very difficult and very hard. And so I've seen God use umbrella prayers and this this method of, of prayer kind of break down those walls. I've seen people get excited about prayer. I'm watching God really put a delight in in people's hearts, um, which I think is beautiful because sometimes we think prayer and Bible study is just kind of stuffy and it's for, you know, everyone else. But I believe um, prayer is for everybody, even our children. And <clears throat> so umbrella prayers is, I think, helping people kind of connect in a way that is surprisingly delightful and fun. And it's okay to have fun and enjoy prayer and Bible study. 
And so that has really been exciting for me to see in other people. And I want, I have a real uh, passion to teach people to pray and especially even our teens, our young people, if we can help equip and pray that the Lord will help our teens have the spiritual discipline and tool of prayer early, then it's going to just be, it's going to change their life. There's something about the umbrella that is, it's just fun. It kind of takes us back really to our childhood a little bit in a way. And I think that's part of why, you know, I didn't really talk about it a whole lot in the beginning because it felt a bit childish, but, um, but I think that's okay. I think that's, you know, that's all right. And so I'm, I'm watching people kind of get comfortable with prayer. And one piece of the workshop, I send people off, I put on some music and I kind of get them to spread around the room for about 10 minutes. They take their workbook with them that has the attributes and the characteristics. And I say, I want you to just spend some time. This is just between you and the Lord. And I want you to look through the characteristics and the attributes of God in the scripture that's listed. And I want you to ask yourself two questions. One is, which attribute of God do you need to be reminded of the most right now in this season of life that you're in? And then secondly, which attribute or characteristic of God have you seen displayed in your life? Where, where have you seen God be faithful or where have you seen God be merciful to you recently? And just ask yourself those two questions. So we have that time of, of just personal reflection and, and prayer with the Lord. And then we come back together after about 10 minutes. And if we're in small groups or round tables, I just ask the ladies to share what stood out to them in that time and either spring from the two questions they asked themselves or just what stood out to you. And so <clears throat> there's a beautiful time of women sharing and talking about their God. And what I am finding, and that's worship. And it's, you know, they don't even know it. You know, can you really just worship sitting around a, a table and not, you know, singing out and praising God? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're ascribing to God who he says he is, and that is worship. And so there's just a neat time of sharing. What I've also found is that it helps us when we can get comfortable talking about God in our in, in a safe place, what we would consider, you know, our friends and in a safe place, then it makes it easier for us when we go to the workplace, when we're in our neighborhoods and on the ball field, you know, with our kids to to talk about God there too, because we've we've recalled, you know, we've had this opportunity to share and we can take that with us other places. It is developing the language. You know, sometimes what we know in our heads and what we feel in our hearts, to have the language to be able to express it and to be able to to put it together in that way and share with each other that allows it to begin to take shape is just a gift. Melody, as, as I listen to you, there's there's a particular verse that's coming to my mind. It's out of Psalm 86. It says, but you, O Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. That word abounding, one time I did a, a word study on that, and it is a word that it's like lavish. And the word picture was like a rainstorm of just a deluge of rain, you know, the kind of rain that soaks your clothes through to the skin and the bone. Mm -hmm. And that abounding of God's love in that way, that image is in my mind as mm -hmm. I listen to you talk about umbrella prayers and God's mercy and love mm -hmm. just raining down on us. Mm -hmm in a way that also has this protective shield yeah. of that umbrella of his love over us. Mm -hmm. 
You mentioned that in some of your workshops, and one in particular, that there were going to be women who came who were not necessarily women of faith. I'm wondering how prayer is providing that entry point Mm. into conversation Mm -hmm. about God. That's great. That's very good. Good question. I am seeing that. I will say primarily my workshops that I lead and my interaction to this point has been with Christian women. And that was kind of a unique situation. And and it did. It provided some wonderful conversations with women that were um, either new to the faith or, you know, not there yet. And um, I think the Lord definitely has... used prayer to bring women to him. Um, I watched this in a moms in prayer group that I was involved in. Uh, we prayed with a young woman who she, she never prayed out loud for weeks and weeks and weeks and would come. Um, she later got saved, but the Lord used that prayer group. And I think sometimes we think, oh, well, you can't pray until, you know, you have that relationship with Christ, but the Lord is using prayer to bring people to him. And so it's a beautiful thing to walk alongside people and introduce prayer to them. One of the things that is beautiful about umbrella prayers is you can make an umbrella prayer for somebody that you are interceding for, date it. And I tell women, you know, pray about it and and ask God if he wants you to send that prayer or if he wants that to be just between you and him. And every time he, I promise you, he's going to let you know. And I had one woman share with me that she made an umbrella prayer for her sister who was going through a difficult time in her marriage and she held on to it and she prayed. And then about three months later, she felt like the Lord was saying, I want you to send it. Now is the time. And she had been praying some specific things about their relationship and she sent it to her sister And it really came at a time, she shared with me later, and she texted me a picture of the umbrella prayer that her sister had ended up framing um, and kept in her house. And she said, you know, it just, it came at the perfect time. And she said, if I had sent it, you know, earlier, or if I hadn't sent it at all, it wouldn't have had the impact. And so to see how people are praying for you is a very powerful thing to hear, you know, Oh, I've been praying for you um, is one thing. And that's wonderful. I think we should let people know, you know, verbally that we're, we're praying for them, but to, for them to see it in writing, how you're praying for them is a beautiful personal thing. And I think one of the things that the Lord used in my life to just confirm that is when my husband and I were in a church plant in North Georgia and we had been there for, I don't know, I think it was our first year to a church that knew of our church plant had been praying for us for an entire year and we didn't know it. They had a group called Hold the Ropes Ministry and it was a group that met before their Sunday night service and they would um, pray for one hour before the service and Then one day I went to the mailbox, you know, unbeknownst to me, received this little card with dates and initials and how they had been praying for us. And it gave chills all over my body. And I showed my husband, I was like, look at this. Did you even know that there was a group of people meeting? This is when they prayed for us. And this is how they prayed for us. And it struck me just so profoundly. And I told the Lord, I want to pray for people and I want them to know that I'm praying for them as well, because this meant so much to me. And, um, and I didn't do it immediately, but I think that just kind of weaved itself into the whole process as well. It plants those seeds of 
I don't even know how to put words to it sometimes, but the experience of knowing someone else has spoken to the creator Mm. um, on our behalf, it's tremendous. And even if someone isn't necessarily a believer, to plant that seed of thought and time and care, I think, you know, presence is such an important gift to Mm. people Mm -hmm. and to be able to communicate how we have done that in a written word. I have received a prayer card from someone that was really like a doodling type of prayer with scripture and different words that the person prayed when I was in a particular situation. And I too have that framed. And Mm, it's such a gift when I feel in a squeeze, I often look back at that and know that there are people and it's the reminder too, that we're not alone. Yes. Yeah. Melody, if you could give a word of encouragement to someone who might be feeling a nudge from God, exercise whatever he might be prompting in their own lives and feeling timid about it, what might that encouragement be? I would say just pray, really, really pray and ask God um, to give you the strength and um and trust that he's going to provide for you that next step. We don't have to have the whole plan in sight and know exactly what, you know, the whole rollout business plan is going to look like or ministry plan is going to look like. Um, and to trust that he's going to bring into your path exactly who and what um, he wants to help you get to where, you know, if it's a true calling of the Lord, he's going to equip you to take that next step. And just trust them. I, I know too. And when you doubt, when you have those moments of doubt, and I think everybody does, you're like, oh my word, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this the right thing? Or am I just crazy? I have found that the Lord has always, always helped me gain that confirmation um, from him, either through his word, through his spirit, um, through somebody using someone to kind of come alongside and echo that request. And so I would just say, hang in there. And if if you know God has called you to this, know he's going to continue to be with you all of the way. Melody, thank you so much for jumping on here today and having this conversation with me. And I just pray that it blesses other people in a way that says, you know, sometimes those things that are prompted in our own lives are of great value to other people. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have the it courage was such to a share that with others. God has that word courage continues to stand out to me. Starting from Renee Brown was the first one that uncovered the, the essence of the her. meaning for me. God prompted it's to tell to our whole story with our whole heart. And in those there, things of God, they really the are the things of the heart that God helps to break out of us. So I want to thank you for stepping into what God prompted in you and sharing it with others and now being able to share it with many people. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to have a major strategy. She just continually stepped through the doors that God has been opening for umbrella prayers. She invited us to consider two questions. One, what attributes of God do you need to focus on the most in this season of your life? And two, what attribute or characteristic of God have you seen displayed in your life? Which prompted me to ask, in this season of your life, where might God be inviting you to venture with him? Whatever it may be, I'd love it if you join us in the Faithful Innovation private Facebook group and share how God has been working in your life. We'd love to encourage you. If you'd like to get in touch with Melody, All of her contact links will be posted in the show notes at faithfulinnovation.com. Just search for Melody 
and it will come right up. Make it a great day and find your unique way to share the love of God with the people you encounter. Bye for now.